Now football is a pleasant game Played in the sun, played in the rain And the team that gets me excited Manchester United Manchester Manchester United A bunch of bouncing Busby babes They deserve to be knighted If ever they're playing in your town You must get to that football ground Take a lesson, come to see all right, for the first of this summer's Rankcast specials, I'm in Hansworth Park in Birmingham <laughs> with a reprobate Bromley Red. <laughs> Adam McCullough, who literally everyone listening to this will have heard, if only saying, Mr. Tate, how you doing? Ah. Um, history's most viral video, but many of you will know him as um, the host of the fan cams on Full Time Devils. How you doing, Adam? I'm doing well. I never thought this day would come. We'd be sitting in Hansworth Park. <laughs> talking about United it's, it's, it's a great day um, so in the summer what I'm going to try and do is do a few interviews I'm going to try and do as many of them as I can in person can I say by the way yeah sorry to interrupt you yeah no go but for I'm going to do it anyway yeah. um, if you watch full titles you know I do that a lot <laughs> um, can I just shout out Rankas because yeah. I've been a big fan from the start um, and also United ran back in the day when I was a little kid on the forums and all that, United Rank used to be my go-to blog. That was the stuff. ROM and United Rank. So just shout out because anybody that's just started with the, the podcast, they won't probably know about United Rank. <laughs> and you've missed so much. Uh, it was great. The first thing that I should say in response to that is you should not have been reading that as a child. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little, well, yeah, I shouldn't have. But I was also listening to Eminem and stuff, so, okay, so it well, don't matter. It was all right, it was fine. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, when, that was when Ed was like a firebrand, like, anti-Liverpool, anti-Glazer. Just anti-everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was. And it was when we were great as well. Yeah, so, well, no, like well, mid-2000s United, right? yeah. that was the peak, really. 2005-ish, yeah, 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 when Chelsea were dominating. That was, yeah, but... Before that, we were good. If you can hear some background noise, it's because there's a walking bus walking <laughs> behind us. <laughs> All right, so um, what I want to do with this series is, is speak to people that people might know as United fans and ask them a bit about their history with the club. So how did you end up being a United fan? Well, my old man... Has, well, my dad supported Manchester United from the start. Now, he's not... He's got family from Manchester, he's never lived in Manchester, but his links to the club come from there. And then he's supported them from whenever he's got an interest in football when he was a kid. And from my mum's side of the family, it comes from my uncle, Chrissy, Christopher. So he was a huge Manchester United fan. Um, obviously, United has a, has a big Irish link. Um, so the Irish side of my family were uh, McElroy's and they all supported Manchester United apart from a few that grew up in Birmingham and one or two that support Villa, but uh, my uncle Christopher and my dad were the ones that started me getting into it, getting me the shirts, getting me the memorabilia, taking me to games. Um, my first game was against Sheffield Wednesday in 94, 95. Um, so I was about five years old, um, five, six years old. And I used to be a member at that point. So I used to remember like, I'd fill out big boo-boo by the way, like, the fixtures come out at the beginning of the season and I'd, I'd get my, my uh, match application book and I'd fill them all in and the fixtures would get moved and wouldn't be able to use it anyway. But I'd fill all these applications in and my dad would send them off 
um, and we'd get tickets for the games and we'd go to 10, 15 games that way. Um, and I just remember it being the best time ever to be a Manchester United fan. Um, growing up, that 94 team was a team I fell in love with. Um, even now, like, I'm a little bit biased to that team. Like, people tell me 99's better, 08's better, and they are. They've got a European Cup to back that up, but that 94 team is what made me fall in love with football, and obviously Eric Cantona as well was the, was the leader of that. But to answer your question um, and to not rush on, my old man and my uncle Chrissy were what mainly got me into to football and Manchester United in particular. So, 94... This is the team that the easiest way to res to work out the team is just to recite the lyrics to come on you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Schmeichel, Parker, Pallister, Erwin, Bruce, Sharp and Ince, Hughes, McClare, Keane and Cantona, Robson, Kanchelskis and Giggs. So, like, wh which of those are... I mean, all right, so let's take Roy Keane and Eric Cantona as red because we assume that's the case. Apart from those, who were your boys? Uh, Ryan Giggs. It was Ryan Giggs and then David Beckham. But I used to have curly hair. I'm left-footed. And I used to just think I was Ryan Giggs in the playground. And then Beckham come along and I had curtains and I used to think I was Beckham. And I used to just always wear Predators. So those two were my players. Um, but Ryan Giggs was the one that was the first, first love because he was just some player. Um, and so Ryan Giggs, Cantona was like, God, like, oh my, like, you know. But Ryan Giggs was that guy coming through. But even like, I think back to my time and I think of Lee Sharp. I used to try, remember his back heel goal against Barcelona? I used to try that so much, so much in the playground. And I remember once in a game when I was about 10, 11, so years had gone by, I nailed it in a match and I was like, ah! <laughs> I did the Lee Sharp. And so there was loads of things where players would make me, Andy Cole, criminally underrated as a player. Obviously, that was later on. But Ryan Giggs was, and Beckham, those two, uh, I was a fanboy of those two players. If I was on Twitter, I would be David Beckham fan. Like, now. <laughs> Elite Beckham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like yeah. that. Or Giggs's curls or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't. There's no way you didn't register on Giggs. I definitely would. <laughs> um, uh, do you think the fact that Ryan Giggs was like so young made a difference? I think so, yeah, because there's that excitement, isn't there, that you get. And I like, Ryan Giggs made football look fun. He used to just run past people. Like, we would try and... That's probably why I was a winger when I played football, because I wanted to do what Ryan Giggs did. And, yeah, probably that reason. Um, but Ryan Giggs was... Like, I remember watching him and just thinking, he's the best. Like, he's the best ever. And I, back then, Old Trafford used to feel so much bigger than it does now. When I was... Obviously, I was a little kid, but I used to remember, like, I wouldn't be able to see the full game really, because someone would be standing up in front of me and I'd be really short, but I'd be peering out and I'd just see Ryan Giggs floating across. And it's those little things and those little memories that you may not remember a full match or what the final score was or who every single scorer was, but you'd remember Ryan Giggs tearing the arse off a defender. And yeah, he was, he, he was a special player. And I think people forget Ryan Giggs as a flying winger. It's easy to do that because 
everyone that talks about football online now is usually 20 years old, maybe. So 1997, they were born. So they didn't see gigs as, well, they did for a few years, but as that flying winger yeah. coming through, they never really saw Ryan Giggs at that level. They saw him mold into a central midfield player, more intelligent. But even when he played out wide in the later years, he would be a little bit more clever with it. Yeah. He wouldn't roast people as he did. And when he ran at players, people talk about, obviously, Lionel Messi is one of the greatest, but he was close to that, like, getting defenders on the back feet. Yeah. They didn't know where to go, left, right. Um, people was... people talk about the, the Arsenal goal. He repeated that goal in, in Turin. Um, I think it was, he did something similar. Was it Juventus in the, might have been the group stages. Can't remember exactly. Yeah. But I remember he, it was around a time when he was getting heavily criticised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just tore them apart and he could do that against anyone. And I, it was the days when I used to read newspapers and all that and believe them. I remember Giggs used to get linked to Inter Milan and I used to be like, no, please, not Giggsy. <laughs> please, not Giggsy. But what a stupid thought. Like, he was never going anywhere. Like, mm. well, maybe someone would tell me differently, but he was never going anywhere. And yeah, he was just special. I don't think I understood football back then properly. You don't when you're a kid, do you? Although, actually, we'll come on to full-time devil stuff, but you talk to a bunch of kids who've got a weird <laughs> expert tactical analysis, which is a bit worrying. But, 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 um, but you don't know, do you? You just, it's, you just experience it. Yeah. Um, it's all... And because we only had good things, we never had bad things. Uh. I remember when it got really bad was 2005, so I was 16. So I had to wait till I was 16 to get really to have a bad hurt, season. <laughs> like, which was getting knocked out of the Champions League group stages or finishing third. Like, come on, are you being, we would have died to have finished third last season. <laughs> um, like, we didn't appreciate football. I remember going to a game against Blackburn and Mort Gabs Pedersen scored two and United lost. And I sat in the South Stand because at that point I didn't have a season ticket yet. So with the membership, you, wherever you're given a ticket, you mm. sit there. And I was given a ticket in the South Stand and Fergie walked past and someone shouted abuse at him. And me being a little knobhead 16 year old started having a pop at them like, what the hell are you talking about? And I didn't, like, I didn't realize you can't, sh you can't shout at Fergie like that. What are you doing? Like, do you know who that is? What he's done? And like, I started to experience those things around when I was 16, but then Ronaldo and Rooney came along and it kind of stopped what has kind of happened now in the last couple of years happening then. So, yeah, we did experience bad times, but we didn't really at all. Um, we were very spoiled and thanks to Alex. Did you ever have a time when you didn't follow football so much, other things got in the way, or no. has it been all the way through for you? No. It's, it's always been... I was that kid in school that was annoyingly always talking about football. Everyone, like, I got nicknamed Bex because of my Beckham obsession. Not because I was as good as him or anything like that, but yeah. just because I was weirdly obsessed with him. Um, <laughs> I got, like, it was just always football, Christmas presents, Manchester United, Manchester United, Manchester United, birthday present, Manchester United, I get a football. Even na even to now, my mum will buy me David Beckham aftershave because it says David Beckham on it, or Manchester United this because it's got Manchester, and it's like, mum. <laughs> I'm old now, <laughs> but I still love that shit, so... Yeah, I was just going to say, keep like, it coming. like, I don't think you're sad about that, are yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what did I get for my last birthday? I got a Manchester United pint glass. Right. Of one of my aunts, and yeah. it's like, 
Yeah, Adam likes football, he'll, he'll do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's always been the case from school, because I played played football in year five. We were in the older group team. In year six, we played football, and it was just Man United. In fact, um, when, in 99, when we went to the treble parade, my dad pulled me out of school, saying uh, I had a dentist appointment. <laughs> so. So I, we all, there was a few of us that were United fans. We had one Newcastle fan in our group, which was really strange considering we grew up in Lasalle's. Um, but then some would say Man United, strange growing up in Lasalle's as well. But um, there was a few of us United fans, and we all wore our United shirts underneath our football, underneath our school shirts. And we had this plan halfway through school: we we're gonna take our shirts off and run around because we'd won the treble. And then my dad picked me up for a dentist appointment that turned out to be the treble parade. And yeah, it's just always been football for me from day one um, to now. I, you know what? Tell a lie. It's always been Manchester United. Right. Because I think if if I didn't support Manchester United, I wouldn't, I would still probably, football would be my favorite sport, but probably it'd still be on par with boxing. Right. I think my love for Manchester United is over everything. Yeah which sounds really cheesy. So you'd rather watch, I don't know, like a really immense, like a, a this is my ignorance of boxing, like oh, I'm trying to think of contemporary boxers and I've just got Muhammad Ali coming, so, <laughs> so it's not going well. But like you'd rather watch like a brilliant boxing match than... Uh, a Champions League final yeah, does it involve United? Yeah. Maybe not a Champions maybe. League final. Yeah, maybe let's, like, say, yeah. let's say a Champions League quarter final. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'd watch that over there. Right. Um, I don't support British teams in Champions League. People say, oh, yeah, you should, you should be supporting. No, no, we don't. I remember. <laughs> I, I used to be... I used to, I used to love England as much as United up right. until I was about nine. Yeah. And I remember Beckham got that abuse. Yeah. And that soured me towards England, but it didn't stop me supporting England. And then... I remember Gary Neville getting abused at Wembley. I remember Phil Neville getting abused after the, was it Romania game? Yeah. And there's a picture of me holding the Sun newspaper with a picture of Phil Neville on the back and I'm literally in tears and my mum's taking a picture of me when I was a kid. And like, I think- <laughs> That's, That is brilliant, like Irish mum, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I need to find that picture. But um, there's, that picture probably was the moment my love for England died. Right. Like that whole, United versus a greater than England thing kicked in around when I started going secondary school and stuff. So, yeah, I used to love England as well. But I think mainly it's probably because Gary Neville, Scholes, Beckham. Mm. And then after that, it was John Terry, Gerard, like, no, mm. not for me, thank you. So you, you said that, like, you had lots of friends who were United fans here. Yeah. Because the, the only other United fan I knew growing up was Ed. Like, okay. it's literally the only one there. Just everyone was a Liverpool fan or a, I lived in Mosley, so everyone was a Birmingham City fan. Yeah. I didn't know any Villa fans. It's probably because I live in an area where there's a lot of ethnic minorities, and I know this sounds weird, but ethnic minorities tend to support Man United, Liverpool, some, someone like that who were big probably around the time their families came to the country. Right. Or there's another flip of the coin. Someone told me once as well that the reason brown people and black people from those years tend to support Man United, Liverpool, Arsenal more, is because they felt those fan bases were more inclusive of ethnic minorities 
back in the day. Mm -hmm. So they would feel more comfortable going to a Man United game, Liverpool game, than they would going to a Birmingham City or, you know, whatever game. Yeah. So there's a couple, I don't know, but a lot of my friends play Liverpool. Well, not a lot at Liverpool, um, but Man United, there was a few Liverpool. One Newcastle, as I say, but Newcastle were all right then. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there was. it was mainly that. There was Villa fans, but the most Villa fans I come across were in my family. Right. Uh, there's a few of the crazy ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a big Celtic um, presence in my family as well because right. of, of the Irish roots. Yeah, we know how that goes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, so how did Full Time Devils come along? Uh, so, I, I, while I was going to football and all that, I did a law degree. Um, I got a law degree. And I got the law degree and I thought, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I don't want to be a solicitor. Um, and I thought I'd go into conveyancing and do work with my old man because he's got property lettings and sales and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was doing that and I saw, an, so Full Time Devils was started. So I'll give you the story before I got involved. Yeah. Full Time Devils was started by a Man United fan that thought there wasn't anything really for Man United fans in the press. like directly for Man United fans, anything good. Manchester United didn't have a YouTube account, for example, yeah. things like that. United weren't very big on social media. Not so he all. thought there was a hole to fill and he filled it with a video channel, which was Full Time Devils. Um, when I heard the name, I wasn't sure about it, but, so, <laughs> but somehow it stuck and it's still there. So um, Johnny and Alan were running it at that time. Um, and they, I saw something on Facebook while I was at work procrastinating and uh, it said get in touch and I was going to games and I thought I, at that time I had a YouTube channel which I deleted stupidly which had videos of like fan songs and walking into the ground right, right. they were all super like filmed in a potato kind of like videos but I deleted that account and um, I was doing stuff on Republic of Mancunia um, I was like one of the admins on the forums Okay, I used to I used to be on Stretford and Flags forum. I used to be on various different Manchester United-related forums. I used to read United rant. And when I saw that full-time Devils were looking for people to get involved, I just sent them something. And then they chatted to me on Skype, and then they got me involved in, like, I think their second video. And then from there, I kept doing videos via Skype. And then um, <clears throat> I got to a point where I just said, uh, can I... Can I, uh, do, you, do you want to do some stuff at, a ga at games? Um, Wait, did because, you invent fan cams? No, I didn't invent fan cams because <laughs> Robbie was already right. doing them at okay, Arsenal okay, Fan okay, TV. Okay. But um, I, I started doing match reports, just me. So my brother would film them. Shout out my brother. And uh, he would literally- You're, I like your brother, your he would be, calling He would me. be stood there like, not caring what the video looked like. I'm just like, hurry up, man. We've got to get on the coach quick. Because sometimes we'd have a coach to catch. Um, so we'd have to quickly run and get on the coach. So we never had time to do all that. Yeah. Um, it was, so we'd do that. And then eventually it came down to doing fan cams and we did fan cams. And it was around when David Moyes happened. So they did well, but it wasn't just because things were going badly that we did fan cams. Because full-time devils started the season we won the league. Right. So it started on a positive wave. 
Yeah. And then Fergie left and ruined it for everyone. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we started doing fan cams and then it just took off from there, really. I got more and more involved with the channel. Now I do social media bits for them. Um, so, yeah, it's just... I just really enjoy it. And look, full-time devils could say they don't want me anymore or they could say it could stop next year. It could stop whenever. But one thing that I love um, is that as a little kid... I would never have thought I've done the opportunities it's given me, like meeting Brian Robson and playing football with him and Andy Cole, Juan Mata, Ander Herrera. Like, I still remember those things just as a little, like, like that Robin Van Persie, the little kid inside him was screaming. Like, that's how I feel when I do those things because Manchester United has just literally just been all I've spoken about for my whole life. So, yeah, I do. I am thankful to full-time Devils for it, but it did, yeah, it just it just grew from, from, it just grew from um, me getting involved at that point, which was a start. And I remember there was, Rebecca was involved, uh, rest in peace to yeah, her. Yeah, she was nah, lovely. Yeah, she's a lovely lady. Uh, Suf used to be involved, shout out to Suf, is no longer involved. Um, Ed Draper used to be involved, he's on Sky Sports now. Um, there used to be loads of different people involved and slowly Sam, uh, Sam came in. Um, Gaz came in, Steve came in. More people have just been thrown into the mix and it's just grown. Producer Chris has come in and he's amazing. Like, he works hard. Like, people think me talking about the channel, it hasn't got its, its roots are in Manchester with producer Chris and Steve. Um, but I'm just the token brown one that runs around with the mic and managed to get in the door first for fan camps. Uh, Chris is like... He's genuinely one of the nicest people I've ever met. He's just like a lovely fan. And hard working. Yeah. Like he, he managed to balance like getting a little bit extra out of you whilst also being nice about it. Call him a prick every now and then. <laughs> but I mean that's that's what happens and I think, yeah, he's just he's, he's just really he's really great to work with. Um, so um, tell us about the experience. What is it like? to be standing there while tens of thousand people are coming out of the ground, about a third of whom probably know who you are, or let's say, let's say, let's be, let's say a fifth. Yeah, a fifth 20%. of people, 20% of, of those people know who you are, and they all storm past you, and some of them talk to you. What's, what's the maddest it ever got? Maddest it's got? I think, look, I think it's, not everybody likes us. No. So, what I would say is, to the people that don't like us, it's never got mad in a sense of, oh, people that don't like us have made no. it. So it's never got mad in... The maddest it's got is when it's been positive. Yeah, that's what I meant. So the maddest it's been is, like, outside Wembley after Anthony Martial scored the semi-final. Robin I Van... I couldn't find Robin, you. I'm so annoyed. Robin Van Persie's winner against Arsenal. <laughs> um, the 2013 parade. Um, mad things like that. But what I love is that... People that walk past us... Like, some of them have thought, what's this? What's this new fad? And they've grown to kind of just accept that it's another medium of an outlet for fans to talk and say what they want. The maddest it's got, I don't, yeah, it's just those crazy moments, those happy moments. But I mean, there's people that will drop, come, walk past and say, we love what you do, we don't like what you do. And I just love the fact that it's there. Mm. Because you know, even if, People, people that don't like us, if there was, a, there was a point in time where they maybe felt they could use us, I wouldn't stop them 
speaking on the thing. And I think that's important that it always has to be a neutral kind of thing. It doesn't represent me. Mm. It doesn't represent Steve. It doesn't represent Chris. It represents Manchester United fans. Hopefully, we get a wide range of opinions. Sometimes, what I don't like is when one video will go big and it'll have a certain opinion on it. And then that opinion will be latched to everybody that's on on the channel. Yeah, yeah. Like that don't make any sense. Well, I was going to um, say, like one of the, one of the things that you can't talk about fan time, fan cams without talking about Arsenal fan TV because <laughs> because it is so ubiquitous. It's like the the extent to which people in the kind of online football supporting community know who the the key cast of characters are. <laughs> It's so it's really different on full-time devils, and I wonder if it's partly just because United fans haven't been driven slowly crazy by a decade of this, or is it? Or do you work consciously to stop that kind of happening? Because you don't stop people coming on regularly, do you? If you want, there are plenty of regulars, but it's not like there's no there's no tie, is there? Some might say I'm. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wearing any United merchandise while we do this. Not yet. Um, <laughs> waiting for that sale online. <laughs> anyway, um, no, I think what I always try and do, like, look, I think Arsenal Fan TV has some fans that speak sense. Yeah. And I think there's obviously some people that either look for extra bit of spotlight or look to go viral. And I hate when I can tell someone wants to go viral. Right. And I think we can tell that. And I think also you have to bear in mind that a football match is... It, it's emotional. So sometimes someone can come out and say something and we will say to them, are you sure you want that to go out? Mm. Like after, an hour later. Mm. So we always try and manage things. If someone contacts us and says, can you take that down, please? I'm getting a bit of stick. We'll take it down. Like, we're not just about the views. Um, and some people may say, oh, yes, you are, yes, you are. But I think the important thing to do is always be balanced. And I think I get criticism for it a lot is that, I don't change my mind very quickly. Just got to interrupt you, Adam, to say that noise everyone can hear. It's literally a tractor. <laughs> there's, there's a tractor. I think he might be coming directly for us. I think he'll go past in a bit. <laughs> All right, if he stops here, we're going to have to move. Where, do I, where, do we, where is he going exactly? <laughs> there's no clear route, just to, to be clear. He's, he's well off the bridge. Hopefully he's path. going over the bridge. I think he's just like, oh, I want to go and see Adam. There he goes. At least he didn't call us wanker. <laughs> yeah, <that's true>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, where was I? I I'm going to ask you another question because I, I think that's that's a good answer. I mean, one of the reasons that I've done stuff for Full Time Devils because I've got like a an annoyingly high threshold for things I'll get involved with and I won't. Like it gets in my way all the time. But I got him. If Full Time Devils was Arsenal Fan TV, I wouldn't have touched it because not that. Because actually, Arsenal Fan TV get a raw deal. Like they do invite people on. They, they invite anyone who wants to come on. On you know what I mean? It's just they have their kind of cartoon characters. But I couldn't. And that, I'm not saying I kind of agree with everything. That's but in I think the there's chat, a way you control that. I think you've never said anything. I think, I've agreed with. I think like there's a point though. Like <laughs> I remember there's times where I've been talking to someone and someone's been shouting something at them. And like, I, th I don't know whether it's just Manchester United fans on the whole, where they're just like, shut up, he's talking. Yeah. Like, you may not agree with him, but if you wait in a minute, guess what? You can say what you want to say. Mm. So there's a case of like, why, why let people argue with each other and just make both person, both people look stupid? Mm. So like, 
I won't let people argue like that or try and butt into each other or whatever. Like, I try and manage that a little bit. But, I mean, there's only so much you can do because if someone comes out and gives their honest opinion and you don't like it, but they say they want it to go up, if you don't put it up, what does yeah, yeah. say? Like, then you're not neutral, really. Yeah. You're not giving an equal platform to everyone. So you have to be careful with it. But I do try and manage it in the sense that why let people argue and make make themselves look stupid or sometimes just remind them that, yo, you know, just yeah. ease it up people a little People are going to say this. Yeah. Because when you're there doing it, you're not conscious of the fact that... Like we had a video audience. of Andy once yeah. that I know would have got two, three, four million views. Right. Because he flipped. Right. <laughs> and as, and we, me and Chris, as soon as it finished, then it's not going up. Yeah. Because it's just... It's going to give him headache. Yeah. It's going to give... It's not really fair for, like, the backlash. Like, when you're angry and you say something and then afterwards you think, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Or maybe I could have... Maybe I, I did feel that way, but... Yeah, you know what? I kind of understand the other side of things as well. So... Well, you, also... You've got to have that opportunity to be able to say... People drink at football. <laughs> like that, and it's a big thing, isn't it? Because you, you, like, say you get to Platts three hours before the game and then you're you're drinking and you then watch the game and then you come and rant about it. You're not necessarily in your right mind, are you? I think the people that drink a lot rarely speak to us, right. so, to be honest. I think they will, but they'll probably just run past and sing a song or yeah. jump in or something like that, which is fair enough. I love that as well. Yeah. Um, so, you mentioned Andy Tate. Yeah. We have to talk about it. We yeah. literally have to talk about it just because it's one of my favourite things that's ever happened. <laughs> Not like the, necessarily the video going viral, which was cool. Like it was, it was an amazingly kind of potent rant that he went on. But the fact that it got picked up by people who um, turned it into so much stuff. What was it like to watch that? Well, when it first happened, because the video... When the video first dropped, it got about 200k. So this is 300k. This is to be clear. What we're talking about, in case season. you don't know, is you got the job on a technicality of a legend who recommended yeah. you. That's the video. But we're talking basically, about. what this is what used to happen. Andy used to work at Manchester United as a steward, and he used to come out of games and he used to watch everyone give their opinion every week for about two months, and then one month, one week, sorry, I think it was. I forgot what game it was, but he come out and he gave that blood, sweat, passion, tears one, which was mint as well. Mm. And then the following week, it was April Fool's Day. And I think the important thing with Andy is he would always wait. So he wasn't, he wasn't giving those running out of the ground and giving them. He was yeah. chilling and watching everyone and really taking his time to think about what he wanted to say. And I think every, what people often overlook is he nailed every single one. He nailed the mood of every single one. At that time, I didn't agree with him. Right. At that time, I thought he was wrong, but he nailed it. In hindsight, he nailed it. But what I don't like is people will look at uh, the way he says Moyes or the way he says this or the way he says that, and they won't look at what he said. 
And what he said was bang on. But you see, what I think is the reason that it went viral in the way that it did, because it went viral, like the video went, it viral. went viral. It went viral about six months later when people were making vines. Yeah. And the the main guy that was making vines what, is, <laughs> yeah, is actually a genius. Like <laughs> he what he did with that was incredible. And the real reason that it works so well is because his voice is beautifully sonorous. Like it has a really nice tone to it, but it is the rhythm. It fits over you a hip hop beat. Exactly. Like it's just, you got the job on a technicality of a legend who recommended you. Like it's built into it that it's got this kind of musical quality and this kind of uh, like a hip hop quality to it. It was like the ultimate. And he's at his best when he just says what's on his heart. Yeah. And I think that was really the time when he nailed it. But my favorite fan cam's Ray Bobbins from that era. Yeah. Um, I thought that was the best one ever. So this is an older chap who people are less likely to have seen that one, although it has been seen by a lot of people. It didn't get turned into an international mm. mega phenomenon that started a weird trend <laughs> that lives on to this day. There was Loads someone selling T-shirts with bobbins on it. Right. It's based on it <laughs> Loads of people got jobs out of the Andy Tate thing. Though. I don't think too many people got jobs out of Ray Bobbins. But he, he's the, an older guy and he says that Moyes is Preston standard, he's Everton standard, he's not Man United standard. And when I heard that, it was like a massive relief because I'd, I'd been feeling like, well, am I supposed to, you know... Um, was I supposed to stand by the new manager as we'd been told to do? But I can't because this guy's completely incompetent. So seeing a kind of older person who'd seen a bit more say that, who'd seen the bad times, it made me feel better for wanting more. And what's so great with, with Ray was he just ghosted after that. He <laughs> yeah. just disappeared and he was like, we had this guy nail everything perfectly. Because what he did was he interrupted someone. Yes. It was an American guy speaking. Yes. And he just walked through and went, what are you talking about? and started boom, boom, boom. And that, I think that is what fan cams are made for. Yeah. That moment. Yeah. There's one after Everton as well. Who was it? Oh, Gavin. I think it was Gav. After Everton, remember Moises' 3-0 defeat. And he come out and the, I think the fan cam's probably less than a minute and he just goes, he's got to go now, he's got, but the way, the way and what he says, it nails everything. It nails the full sentiment of the support of the, of the crowd. And I think sometimes you get those moments where a fan cam will just encapsulate everything mm. of the mood of a sport. Not always, mm. but sometimes. And I think that's why they're special. I bet you can't wait to do a season when United win the league. Because I think there's there's this myth that like Robbie wants Arsene Wenger to stay because he's going to buy a new yacht. But like, I'm sure Robbie wants... Can I just say, we get more views when we win. Right. This is, the, we get loads more people Chris gets angry when, when people say that yeah, yeah yeah like Chris gen like I I'm, I've kind of like before I used to look through my mentions and think oh no people hate me and <laughs> I used to really let it affect me and then I kind of learned that if I was a little kid I would probably be tweeting me saying oh you're a knobhead yeah, don't know yeah, what you're talking yeah, about yeah. and I've learned to just think you know what learn to accept it there's this guy that walks past full time devils every week older chap um, a mank guy and he shouts out, full-time wankers, every time he walks past. <laughs> but it's got to now where he shakes our hands yeah, and yeah. he says it and he's, like, happy to see us every time. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I love that stuff. But what, what was I talking about? Uh, views, more views when you Yeah, win. we get more views when we win. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Chris gets angry when people say to him, oh, uh, you, you, you just... You just pay, getting it, you, you're getting views off us losing or off the negativity around the club. I don't know about any other channel. 
full-time levels gets more views when we win. We get loads more listens when we win. No it's... one wants to talk about football. When you, when you go home from a football match, you never talk about football after you lose. No. It's always when you win. Yeah. Uh, we rarely talk about it. It's just the car's just quiet on the way home when we lose. Um, All right. It's been very loads of quiet cars <laughs> last few years. So last, last couple of questions. First of all, just, just share with us the joy that you got to experience, the pure, life-affirming, unadulterated bliss that is hanging out with Juan Mata and Ander Herrera. Uh, can I just say, Juan Mata, they say don't meet your heroes, meet Juan Mata. <laughs> um, they also, what I've got to say about that, that day when we went to do the shoot, first we got told the shoot's not happening. Then we got told the shoot is happening. And then we got told the shoot is happening, but not quite how you wanted it to happen. You're not going to get to play football with him now. You're only going to get to interview him. So we're thinking, ah, this is really stupid. I brought my football boots and everything. (laughs) And um, so we've got there and we've interviewed him. And Juan, like, while we've been speaking to Juan, we've chatted to him, like, off camera as well. And we've just, I hope, I felt it, we bonded. And we were just, we just have, I think he's just a nice guy. Yeah. And we were just chatting about football, about life, about his move to Manchester, about everything. And then he said, guys, um, I know I told you the shoot's not happening, but we're filming a football video in a minute. Do you and Sam want to be a part of it? <laughs> he was like, and we were like, yeah, of course we want to be a part of it. And then Herrera arrived to film that video and we did not know Herrera was arriving. So there was kind of like a surprise within a surprise. And then Herrera came and they were both just absolutely fantastic. Juan Mata is great. Like I wanted to take him home to meet my mom. And Ander Herrera, he couldn't, he wasn't fluent in the old English at that point. Um, so a lot of it, what he was saying to me was broken up. But it was around Louis Van Gaal's time. It was bonfire night because there were loads of fireworks going off and they must not have it in Spain because Juan Mata was like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> like, you know, what's going down? Um, he wasn't sure what was happening. So it was bonfire night under Louis Van Gaal. I think it was his first season. And there were rumours about Herrera leaving. And I said to Ander, please don't leave. You can be a legend here. I said it to Falcao on the pitch as well. When I <laughs> Not that he could be a legend, but please don't leave. And he told me he wouldn't, and he did. But... <laughs> Liar. Random <laughs> fuck, I was a liar. Lie, 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 lie. Random hell, fuck off. So, I said to Herrera, please don't leave. You can go on to be something special here. And he got offended, like, started wagging his finger like a proper Spaniard. Mm. No, 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 I don't want to leave, I don't want to leave. And that's why when we were, talk- we were doing a video of Full Tardos, we were talking about Herrera potentially leaving. And he's not, he's not, he's not going nowhere. He's... But yeah, to meet those two and to be in their time, to spend time with them was great. The only problem was after that, and these are some of the difficulties that we get because we give fans opinion, Yeah, is that Juan Mata wasn't allowed to upload the video. Right. United didn't allow him to. Right. So we face issues like that, which is really annoying. Yeah. Um, we don't ask the club to give us press access. We don't ask the club to you know, give us access to all their players. But when we do, get access or a sponsor invites us or we some, we just get blown out yeah. half the time so we do fa- people f- seem to be under this illusion 
that we work with the club. Well, they basically, Edward would basically called you out personally. He was like, Adam McCullough, we, we, we're not interested in... <laughs> You've got no fans? <laughs> he said on that, um, on that, uh, in the latest investor call that they are, they want to cut out independent media and do, do more stuff in-house. And I'm mm. sure he was talking, I mean, I am... I'm not saying this because you're here. I'm literally sure he was talking about you. What they what they speak about a lot is they. What was the word that we were told? I think it was more club friendly. Some it was a phrase they used, and it was like, "Come on, mm. like we're not going to turn up and start saying we want Glazers out." Yes, we are. <laughs> I yes, like, uh, I might not. do, but I'll, I'll hold it down while they're in my presence. Yeah, yeah. but like. It's, it's, I think they can be flexible with not just full-time levels. I think you look at all of them. I think, uh, was it was it Ed Woodward said he was going to give one of the fanzines an interview? And yeah, he did. He did. He spoke to UWS. Did he? A long interview. It's good, okay. actually. A really good so interview. So I'm, I'm sure, I, I, I thought I had delayed on one of them or something. But there's a lot of times when fans, it's no harm speaking to fans. They treat fans like we're not human we're not part of the club or we don't care or we're just numbers to them but we do care like you know if they would have seen how how just thrilled I was to be in Matt's presence they would realize I'm no threat to them <laughs> whatsoever by just giving us access and it's like just it's a video of us playing football with one man how does that affect anything like, it's annoying that they don't be a little bit more friendly with us. But I understand why they can't sometimes because of sponsors and because of the commercial commitments they may have. But at the same time, blocking a video of us playing football with one matter is very stupid. See, the thing that I think is they've also got a problem that they can't be seen to be endorsing your lot. Arsenal work with Arsenal fan TV. Yeah, but it's different. Let that settle in. It's different, though. It, it's, it's a, they're a different club. But yeah, it's hilarious when you see them like absolutely tearing into Arsenal, and then mm. it ends with Arsenal. And I feel like Giroud going. Our coverage is ninety percent of our coverage is fair. Mm. So I don't know. I just find it a little bit annoying. But um, it was like we, we when we went to the US tour, we managed to get press passes through ICC, I think, did it? Mm. And they were just like, nah, right, take them off the list. Yeah. Come on, guys! It's a pre-season tour. Do you know? What? Just watch a problem. Like, it's really annoying. Like, it's really annoying. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't stop us doing our main thing, which is giving a platform for fans to speak out. And I mean, it doesn't stop the likes of Jesse Lingard still stopping by and saying hello. The likes of Paddy Creran still stopping by and telling us Paul Pogba's on his way back to Old Trafford and all those things. So, can I just say, uh, on behalf of? Uh, I'm going to estimate at least 75% of our listenership. Uh, congratulations on wearing a Theresa May dead ting t-shirt. <laughs> when you interviewed Jesse Lingard, it was beautiful. <laughs> Basically, Jesse Lingard endorsed Jeremy Corbyn. He did, day. yeah, he did. Um, and that was the plan. So thanks for falling for it, Jess. Um, all right, so uh, last question. What have been the best bits about doing the job at Full Time Devils? What have been your favourite moments? We talked about Herrera and Matter. We can include that one. What, what have been the rest of the best bits? Cover in the FA Cup win yeah because we hadn't won anything for a little bit I know three years two years a long time isn't it <laughs> <laughs> we hadn't won anything for a little bit and it was our first trophy as well yeah, yeah it was the FA Cup wasn't it yeah. it was our first trophy properly 
doing the channel, doing fan cams every yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. It was our first first trophy. So I want us to be like Red News and just keep plugging away for 30 years and hopefully I'll be like Barney, um, <laughs> aging outside Old Trafford with the red mic in my hand. But um, yeah, that's one of the greatest memories. Playing football with Brian Robson and Andy Cole. Yeah. Because Brian Robson's my dad's idol. Yeah. So like having always heard my dad pecking my head about, because I used to be like, Roy Keane, Roy Keane, Roy Keane. Mm -hmm. They're like, no, you've never seen Brian Robson. <laughs> and um, so playing football with Brian Robson and just being able to say to my dad, dad, play football with Brian Robson, like, that's surreal. And um, just, just like, chatting to people all the time, different people, different fans, I meet new friends. Like, because back in the day when I used to go to games with my dad, it would be in the car, out of the car, in the, in the stadium, out of the stadium, into the car. Um, it would be off the coach, sorry, out of the ground, onto the coach. It wouldn't be any hanging around really, because you got to get back down that M6. But I think it, it's, it's allowed me to make a lot more friends uh, in the Manchester United circles. And yeah, I just, I just love it. Hopefully more opportunities. Interview Fellaini, that has to be up there, right? Maybe not. Um, it seems like a nice chap. I smelt David Beckham. You smelt David Beckham. Now listen, it's important. as you guys know, David Beckham's my idol. And he walked past me in the tunnel at the UNICEF charity game and I absolutely crumbled. <laughs> you just ran I over just, to him and... I just touched his hand. Shook, I don't even know if I shook it or touched it. or <laughs> And I just smelt him. He was definitely not wearing his own aftershave, which my mum buys me every Christmas. <laughs> but uh, he was smelling great. Um, so yeah, there's just little moments like, there's a video of me behind Figo going... <laughs> making a stupid face behind Figo. Like, just to, to give some audio description for that, that Adam just held his arms aloft and put his face like, what am I doing You can find it, it's on Copper 90 somewhere. Right. It's just, like, who, I would never thought these things would happen. And yeah. that's why I'm just grateful. Like, if it stuck tomorrow, I wouldn't care because I still go to Man United games. That doesn't stop. And I've got these memories in the bank. So, Magic. yeah, man. Um, Thank you for talking happy to days. me. Thanks for having me. It's You're been, welcome. I wanted to be, be on for a long time, to be honest. Um, yeah, we've been so talking thank about you. this for ages. And like, normally people ask me to do podcasts, yeah. And I hate the thought of, like, I like speaking about football and things like that. But sometimes two hours of speaking about football on a podcast isn't. But Rankcast, I was on it. I wanted <laughs> to do it. Um, I do have a podcast as well, by the way. United Road Podcast. Yeah. Cheeky, cheeky sub shout to that. And uh, Adam McCullough on YouTube. Brilliant. Thanks for talking to us. Thanks for having me, Paul. See you in August, probably. Or in the park again. Yeah. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care. Now football is a pleasant game. Played in the sun, played in the rain, and the team that gets me excited. Manchester United. Manchester. Manchester United, a bunch of bouncing Busby babes, they deserve to be knighted. If ever they're playing in your town, you must get to that football ground, take a lesson, come to see, football taught by Matt Busby and Manchester. Manchester United, a bunch of bouncing Busby babes, they deserve to be knighted. They are the greatest team to 
day if you don't believe me go and see them play a type of football second to none now they're at the top of division one who manchester manchester united Soccer machine, they are the best, there is no doubt. So raise a chair and give a shout for Manchester, Manchester United. A bunch of bouncing busby bits, they deserve to be knighted. If ever they're playing in your town, get yourself to that football ground. Take a lesson, come to see. Wizard read by Matt Busby and Manchester. Manchester United, a bunch of bouncing Busby babes. They deserve to be knighted. They 